Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast brothers and sisters. Guess what? Oh my god, dude! Guess this what? is something else right now. This is a moment in we time. We have moved our podcasting space, our podcasting studio now downstairs <laughs> in our house, and I'm looking at my Stone Cold Steve Austin shelf. Uh, hold on, I'm looking at our Stone Cold Steve it's Austin. It's your fucking shelf. shrine. Look at that not fucking just, Stone Cold Steve Austin safe thing. It's a door knocker that you got door me. It's a door knocker you got me for. Uh, no, Father's I think Day. you were supposed to like be able to put shit in it. No, it's, it's a door knocker. You uh, uh, you got it for me for Father's Day one year. Yeah, and it's never like worked, but you know, it yeah, just looks great. cool. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, we're in the brand new Clover Studios here, and, and wow. yeah, the Four Leaf Clover Studios. Oh my God, no! We <laughs> name our studio after uh, Ken Shamrock. No. Yeah, no. No, but he's over, still lame to me. Uh, well, it'll take a little while. We'll get there. But uh, I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Cosker. And I am so comfy right now. Oh, so these chairs, dude. Sean has been talking about, oh, we should get gaming chairs for our podcasting chairs. And I'm like... Which ideally, yes. Brah, would be a good idea. Brah, no. Like, I am a distracted person. And, like, at work... I just roll back and forth <laughs> from wall to wall, like, because my desk is, like, right between two walls. And I just roll, like, push myself from wall to wall when I'm bored. So I would get, like, if I'm not talking and you're just blabbing on, you just hear these wheels rolling across the floor. Mm. So that's a terrible idea. And I was like, no, we got to do something that's, like, comfier. So instead of buying chairs... My brother moved out. We have a podcasting space downstairs now. And we happened to have hand-me-down reclining chairs from my great-grandparents when they passed away. Oh, they're so comfy, dude. And these are our podcasting chairs. We've got a coffee or an end table in the between us. And we can literally recline and podcast. It's pretty fucking amazing, dude. Oh, my God. This is the best. And uh, I think... I think that Stone Cold shelf there that I love to look at now, full of Stone Cold goodness. Also, that frame picture is of a house show that I went to when I was 10 years old mm. uh, at General Motors Place before it was Rogers Arena with Stone Cold Steve Austin on top in the main event. Oh. But it, I think we've amalgamated this together. Now it is our Stone Cold shelf because I think you appreciate Stone Cold just as much, almost as much as I do now at this point. Almost as much, bro. Like me, he's my like soul wrestler. Have you uh, accumulated enough Stone Cold merchandise where you can have a Stone Cold Steve Austin shelf? 
No, but I'm also not a collector of stuff like that. I I collect vinyl records for my favorite how you, bands. How do you show your appreciation to our Lord and Savior Stone Cold? I allow you to have a Stone Cold shelf. You allow me on the mantle. We had it upstairs on the mantle. You allow I, me. I gave you that space when we <laughs> had to have the room for the baby, and uh, you know now we're paying more rent so that you can have your own man cave oh, it's a wonderful thing. and space with a whole ass mantle and i must say it's a stone mantle this fireplace is all like stone made of stone it's and a it's, cold stone mantle it's really cool we'll get pictures once it's all completed <laughs> and there's not a shit ton of boxes laying around but like it's a cold it's stone, stone cold mantle. Dark wood paneling on either side, and then the stone fireplace all the way up to the ceiling, and then this one like these two big pieces of stone, and they kind of overlap in the middle, and it looks pretty fucking cool. It when is. My- it is growing on me. Like before, I'd be like, ah, oh, I need it to be straight because it would just make more sense. It would be more uniform, but. It's starting to grow on me, and I and I appreciate that now I can dub it the cold stone, oh stone God. cold shelf. See, when we lived here when I was a kid, my parents had, like, cool shit that they had found. Like, my dad had, um, like, old driftwood things that he had found, just, like, whatever, and he had them all displayed up there. It was pretty cool. Well... Now we don't have drift wood. We have cold <laughs> stone and stone cold. Yes, it is Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, and we are here for the 43rd time. Took us 43 times to finally get a podcasting space that's not on our kitchen table. Yes, exactly. But we're here. We're finally doing it in our downstairs in our Four Leaf Clover Studios. No. <laughs> It just makes sense, dude. I veto that name. Okay, well, you better come up with a better one for the next episode then, <sighs> dude. I get you one more week to find out a better name for our studios. Because if it's not better than Four Leaf Clover Studios. Why does it have to be Four Leaf Clover Studios? Well, we live on Clover and we have a character you named don't, Four we don't Leaf need Clover. To, we don't need to advertise what street we live on. Yeah, but Bruh. they don't know. They don't know. They know we live in Chilliwack, B.C., well, because you just We've said talked it. about it <laughs> in previous episodes. Well, come girl. find us and fucking fight us. Uh, <laughs> come pick up your own damn stickers. We don't have to ship them that yeah, way. <laughs> exactly. Four Leaf Clover Studio. So it's up to you to figure out a better name, dude. Yeah, 43 times we've been here. We're in a beautiful new space looking at all our my wrestling nerd shit everywhere. It's pretty awesome. I haven't set it up yet, but it's going to be set up uh, over the next few days. It is an awesome time, and I am so happy to be here, down here with you. And uh, I don't know how well you can reach me with a drumstick if I start playing the Nation of Domination theme. So I, you know I like what? that aspect as well. Your drumsticks are in the garage. All but one. Yeah. Because there's one. Actually, there's a few in that box, too. Um, but there's one upstairs on the kitchen counter. But you know what? Whatever, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable too. Pregnant ass is so comfortable right now. (laughs) My hips are killing me after yesterday's moving of furniture and picking up a hundred toddler toys. That I'm just like, this is like 
amazing. I couldn't imagine sitting in those kitchen chairs Here's me right doing now. all the heavy lifting and not sore at all. Episode 43 says Fuck you. I'm pregnant. Two. My Episode hips sh- are separating. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Tell me 45 more times. 43 more times for every episode that we've done. Season 2, episode 21. What? Could have been, with a question mark after the what, because our Lord and Savior, Stone Cold Steve Austin. We are the podcast that amalgamates One Tree Hill in the wonderful world of world wrestling federtainment. And we're here to talk about this episode this particular episode of One Tree Hill and another Canadian Nova Scotia edition of Monday Night <laughs> Raw. We went to Nova Scotia we last did. summer. And we drove by the arena that they had this Didn't we? Yeah, Monday Night we did. Raw in. And also the Citadel that was also just a kitty corner to this arena we also saw as well. But uh, Nova Scotia is beautiful if you've never been go it's gorgeous yes and we will talk more about nova scotia when we get to the wrestling piece but first it's the one tree hizzle my nizzle what's going on in episode 21 of the second season we only have two episodes left after this before the end of the season so you know shit's going down (sighs) yep 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 shit is going down so nathan after being in the hospital after his car accident Returns home to an eviction it, notice. One episode after I said. I know. And I say exactly I when he'd be getting out of the hospital. That's kind of, I mean. Dude, it's so Hollywood, bro. Yeah. They, something happens. They're in the hospital. The whole next episode, they're in the hospital. The following episode, they get out. That's just the way it is. It shows how serious it is that they're only in there for one episode. So there's an eviction notice on the door and a pile of bills. Yes. On the counter. Back when you would get physical bills. <laughs> well, now you get email bills. It's the best having emailed bills. You can just ignore them <laughs> still in your email. Not again. <laughs> so they're looking at all this and it's like he can't afford to pay for it. Like he's not working. He doesn't have a job right now. And technically he can't. His leg is all fucked up. So, yeah. you know. There's not much Nathan can really do at this point. But he's talking to Lucas and he doesn't exactly want to admit that he purposely crashed this NASCAR, which I feel every NASCAR should be crashed because it's NASCAR. But (laughs) he doesn't want to admit that maybe he might have done this purposely. Yeah, I feel like he could have done it purposely. I also do think, too, like looking back at that episode, like it could have been... Like, he was just thinking of so much stuff and just blanked. He was in a trance or maybe a fugue state, possibly. Because I've, I've, I mean, been in that situation where I'm, like, totally, my mind's off in a distance and I've almost smashed into the back of a semi because I was counting how many bug guts were on my windshield. <laughs> wow, you're such a good driver, bro. <laughs> yeah anyways Brooke has kind of figured out this uh, shredding's puzzle shred it bro 
And she's got them all like she's taped it all up and put it all together. And she gives it to Lucas and she's like, it looks like a receipt for a car. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Why would he be shredding this? Like it's business stuff. Yeah. Like I know for Telus and Kudo, if we have like customers information, like whatever, anything like that, what we do is we have to send it to Iron Mountain where we keep it in our store for the four fuck months. fuck is Iron Mountain? It's a place that stores paperwork. Okay. It stores all the paper paperwork for TELUS and stuff. Okay. So um, we keep four boxes worth. That sounds epic as shit. And each month we have to ship a box where we have the CME, the cash management envelopes. Why are you talking about this? Because... You're supposed to like keep your paperwork. You're supposed to store it and keep it for how many fucking years? I don't remember. But they take it and then they deal with it. And eventually at the end of it, they shred it. Okay. You don't just go and fucking shred it yourself. Sure. But this is a mom and pop like privately owned fucking car he should still be keeping that paperwork privately owned car i'm not saying he should be shredding i'm just saying you know this is a fucking telus okay it's also okay dan is just a snaky piece of shit so you know much like people who work for telus fuck off (laughs) excuse me i'm not a snaky piece of shit i didn't say you were specifically bruh bruh can you not tell me that some employees are tell us of in snaky pieces of shit? Oh, a million percent. I rest my case. <laughs> but. We're having a fundraiser for Nathan, apparently. He doesn't want me to talk more about tell us. No, Whatever. Because the listeners <laughs> don't want it either. They want to listen to One Tree Hill and wrestling. Actually, they just want to listen to a Actually, lot of, they just want to listen for wrestling. <laughs> for the wrestling fans, they only want to listen. Oh for yeah, wrestling. they don't even bother listening to the One Tree Hill side of it. Unless, besides some of our fans who actually listens to both sides of it, because they enjoy both pieces. You should listen to both because, like, we're pretty epic. Well, for all the wrestling fans out there, they should listen to the One Tree Hill side because I just make wrestling references the entire time. That's all he fucking does. <laughs> but Anyways. I do enjoy the episodes, though. I must say. So they're coming up with a fundraiser for Nathan to help pay for these bills, um, keep him in his apartment, and they're coming up with some ideas. And what were the ideas, babe? Oh, man. What kind of ideas? Uh, possible maybe a brothel idea? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Tim. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, something to do a trick, maybe. Maybe have like a concert, like a... a uh, fundraising concert uh they were uh, maybe... the first suggestion i think was a car wash a car wash and yes. then they're like anything with cars is a yeah, bad that's fucking kind of a idea bad fucking look right now and oh, uh, so they settle on a movie night at trick at trick instead of a uh, benefit concert which anything with concerts right now is not exactly the best look either for nathan seeing that his estranged wife is out fucking some other dude excuse me you can't say she's doing that well all the signs point to that (laughs) Uh, but Peyton though she is the star of the scene because she is wearing a deep purple machine head sweater slash t-shirt and uh, that is absolutely the best deep purple album and my favorite deep purple album as well absolutely legendary piece of music there (laughs) oh gosh so 
Dan visits Nathan at the apartment. Yeah. And in his hand, he's got an envelope with some annulment papers. Yeah, he's like, it's just as easy. You sign your name here. Haley signs her name and you're divorced. It's like it never happened. We can sweep this under the rug, this little fucking stupid marriage. It never fucking happened. If only you could have done that with yours. We'd be done already. God, it'd be so nice if that were. But no, you were with her for like seven, almost eight years. Yes. So they couldn't really say that you couldn't really say that you were not in the right frame of mind or something. Cause I don't even know how annulments work, honestly. And what was, what are the specifics? What are the, uh, you know, Google is your friend. Yeah, it is. But Google isn't exactly always accurate. <laughs> yeah. And then apparently for the hospital stay, insurance has uncovered it. It's covered. Apparently. I don't know who, how that happened. All righty. Because he got a call about how it's covered, but yet he doesn't really have insurance or he doesn't have a good insurance plan or I don't even know what's going on here. Well, I think he was calling. So they were calling him or he was calling them because they're trying to figure out how to settle the bill. Yeah, yeah. And they're looking into it and he's like, you know, my, she was asking about the chick from the hospital was asking about insurance and he's like, I don't know. My wife deals with that, but she's not, you know, not around. And, uh, then the chick looks and she's like, oh, it looks like it's fully paid. So never mind. Maybe Haley's making so much fucking money on tour that she just fucking paid it off. Doubt. I highly doubt it. Doubt. She's probably not making fuck all. <laughs> I've been I on don't tour. know, bro. I know. You've been on tour. You know, so you can enlighten us. Well, I mean, I was on like a mid-grade cross-Canada tour with a band that had been around for the better part of 30 years, but I was only tour managing. I wasn't actually in the band, but yeah, I'd probably swing eh, probably in the 100 to 200 range a night for just myself. Fuck what? Hundred to two hundred dollars a night, yeah. As a tour manager. Yeah. But I mean you're like if you think about it this way though, yeah, you're tour managing and you're doing like the show, but you're also like driving them and doing all the other shit. Driving, right? I'm making sure they don't die. So it's like uh, a twenty four hour a day job, but almost. you're yeah, only well, getting paid a hundred to two hundred dollars basically per day. Depends. It depends. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a grind sometimes, especially when you're tour managing. But you know, it's not exactly 24 hours because they get to sleep, and you know, I get to get away for, from it for a little bit when we're not traveling and stuff, right? So it really depends. But overall, yeah, per day usually in the hundred to two hundred range. I'm really glad you don't do that anymore because that's like bullshit pay, honestly. Yeah, that's Dep- like nothing. That's the thing. It depends on who the band is, what position you're doing. There's a lot of different factors there. Bro. Some of the guarantees weren't bad, though. (laughs) Bro. Anyways. Hoes over bros. Okay. Brooke admits, kind of admits, because Peyton sees it, that Brooke has feelings for Lucas again. Yeah. And she says, you know, like, we're totally over this whole love triangle thing. Like, I have no feelings. That was so last season. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have no feelings for Lucas. Like, go for it, is what Peyton's saying. And Brooke is like, I'm scared of getting hurt again. But, you know, yeah, there's there's something there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They definitely like each other. But, yeah. We might get a Brooke and Lucas 2.0. Uh, I don't know. Brucus? but i don't know this whole Haley thing to me is that uh obviously no tours go this long consecutively uh so it's complete bullshit hollywood garbage but um she's feeling like she wants to leave she wants to get off this tour she's just wants to go home to her husband life has been so broken because of this although she's following her dreams but uh, the tour manager definitely tells her, hey, like, hey, you're going to be replaced in no time if you leave, right? It, it literally is a business. And that's why they call it the music business, because it literally is one. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. If you're not on top, you're on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you are the one that has the insight on that. I do not. <laughs> It's all about making money. This is literally what it comes down to. And you can be passionate about the music and you can do it for the music and all that. But when it comes down to it, it's literally about making money and being a business. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Lucas and Andy, they're talking about this whole thing with, you know, these receipts that has have been uncovered by basically Brooke. Brooke's the one that helped with it. And... Uh, they're talking about how it's a business scam. It could be that Dan is writing down like these. Yeah, these values. invoices basically of saying, oh, you know, I sold this car for $9,000, but then the person ends up paying $12,000 because that was their handshake agreement. So, you know, the cash isn't on the book. So he ends up making an extra 3K mm-hmm. per transaction, but it's only 9K on the books. So now they're trying to figure out. Well, what is what's this money going towards? Exactly. What's he's hiding? Mm-hmm. Fucking Dan. Nathan Maybe. and Peyton have a little bit of a talk. They did. It was sweet. We haven't really like, you know, when Nathan and Peyton were together, he was such a dick to her. Yeah, such an such asshole. Such a dick, and now he's so different. Yeah, they had a one real heart to heart foundation talk here. Wow. And uh, yeah. You've been waiting to say that for how long? Since I wrote it. <sighs> it's been a week. <laughs> so you've yes, been waiting I've to been say waiting it for a week. A week. To say that. <laughs> oh my God. A real Brett Hart to Owen Hart foundation conversation. Ugh. It's a heart foundation conversation here between Peyton and Nathan. But. It's just sweet seeing how these two are like as friends. Yeah. Because I think like they so have each other's back backs as friends. Yeah. But, yeah. but as a in relationship, a relationship that it. was shit. Oh, that was garbage. Yeah. Toxic. Uh, eventually they get to this movie night at Trick. Still can't put a K at the end of it. Uh, no. no. Unfortunately, they just can't spell. But they're in North, in the Carolinas. So, you know. That just answers our question right there. Wow. You know who lives in North Carolina? Rick Flair. My aunt. And Rick Flair. I don't care about Rick well, I don't Rick know if Flair. he lives there, but he's from there. Uh, but it's hilarious because they start this whole movie night. And what the fuck? 
It's what movie? Okay, so if you're going to have a movie night for a fundraiser, what movie do you think they'd be playing? Well, the thing is... Your... Hang on. Yes. Hang on. So what they said, what Peyton said when she was on stage, is they were going to play some cartoons. Yes. Like they were going to play something lighthearted, whatever. Sure. Well, fucking <laughs> Mouth had gotten stuff from the media closet at school. And I guess the film canisters were all mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh my God, what was the movie called? It was a movie oh, describing, it was, it was like... Red Asphalt. It was a documentary style <laughs> movie describing the number one killer of teens is car crashes. And fucking Nathan's like, turn it up. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, he was so into it. But it's hilarious that on this show, with the amount of car crashes and accidents we've had so far, is there literally a, a PSA? A video about the dangers of drunk driving <laughs> and driving under the influence of drugs and alcohol. Uh, so Nathan was pretty stoked on this. But the thing about Red Asphalt is I've never actually seen it, but it is in the guise of other uh, so-called uh, movies like these that kind of teach kids the right way and don't be that person to be the drunk driver is that they're very graphic they show dead bodies and bloody Blood up people and, on the side of a road uh, and they fucked. show the crashes and they show and they scare kids straight that's basically the point of it is say hey this is actually 100% what is going to happen if you do this and here's like vivid proof evidence mm-hmm. and it's supposed to scare kids and honestly there was one video that I watched in middle school that was like Red Asphalt but it was called Through the Blue Lens and if anybody mm, uh, went to school one. in Canada I remember um, that one uh, more preferably in British Columbia I don't know about the other provinces but if you ever watch Through the Blue Lens it's the trials and tribulations of uh, drugs and alcohol again more specifically meth amphetamines uh, I guess they're they're uh, showing some crazy drugged and out cocaine. meth heads and cocaine addicts uh but it was intended to i remember that when i watched that and it showed like how they have like the scabs all over their skin because they think that there's bugs crawling in their skin but there's not coke bugs that gave me the heebie-jeebies so fucking bad because i hate the idea of something crawling in my skin and that's the intention of these videos is to scare you straight about this shit so obviously it worked quite well for you because you've never done cocaine in your life (laughs) Unlike most wrestlers in the WWF. Never done more than smoking weed or drinking, really? actually. He took mushrooms. Yeah, I've done shrooms. But it didn't do anything to me. Yeah, it didn't really. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, if you want to scare your kids straight, go watch Through the Blue Lens or Red Asphalt. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Karen is heavily missing Keith. So she's missing Keith so bad. She's trying to like send him emails and she sent him like a bunch, I guess. And then she writes this one like, this is the last time I'm going to reach out because clearly you don't want to be reached out to right now. And I just hope you're doing okay and whatever. She hits send. Yep. But like, okay, so I know you were kind of making fun of her. Like, she's obsessed with Keith. That's her best friend. 
That guy basically helped raise Lucas. Yeah, but he ended up making the relationship weird. He did, yes. But, I mean, the situation before Karen left for Italy, like, she had kissed him. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different layers to that. And, yeah, now just with everything going on. You don't even know where the fuck this guy is, man. Yeah, he's just disappeared. Now, now, in actuality, uh, like, non-kayfabe brother, uh, what was going on with Craig Schaefer at this time? Like, why was he off the show for so long? Was he filming something else, possibly? Possibly. I don't know. Yeah, because he missed, like, a lot of episodes here. He was just fell off the face of the earth and it, it could have been a cover to say hey he's, he's doing something he's doing else so we're writing project. the storyline because we need to write him off the show for a little bit yeah could have been yeah could have been well, maybe you should have listened to the uh that podcast and find out dude <laughs> so who was it peyton Peyton was going through all of Nathan's bills and just seeing like how much money they had fundraised by doing. They did like concessions for this movie night. Um, so seeing how much they had raised and what was being paid off and kind of helping him that way. And then she's like, oh, you got a letter mixed in with your um, bills. And she gives it to him. And it's a letter from his mom yeah. when she's in rehab. It's a pill pop and fun uh, fucking oh, dab. God. <laughs> Uh, poor Deb. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just like it's sweet. He needed to go outside and like read it. And apparently Deb is saying that she wants to get the family back together. And now Dan went ahead and paid all of Nathan's bills and also says that he wants the family back together. And now maybe Nathan is starting to turn the other cheek and maybe wanting to do that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, his wife has left him to go on tour. Yep. He got in this crazy car accident. He can't afford to pay any for anything. So, yeah, maybe for a guy like Nathan right now, that sounds like a pretty good fucking deal. Yep. <sighs> Lucas. He mentioned fucking Voldemort's name, man. <laughs> what the fuck? He mentions Felix, <laughs> and I literally I put... The, the one with dare like not the speak little asterisks name. like on either side i put barf yes the the guy dare not speak his name because fuck that guy <laughs> uh, he's basically asking brooke you know how's life post felix and mm-hmm. or post voldemort and voldemort. uh she's like great <laughs> voldemort's no longer here he's dead it's great it's awesome but it could be better and she you know implies that it could be better with lucas in her life in a different form they were getting pretty cozy they were but who is not cozy was fucking Haley, who gets to see dan while she's on fucking tour oh my god dan comes in or she's going to leave because she literally told um her tour manager guy that she was going to go as soon as her set was over so she gets off stage and then some chick that's working there is like ooh, there's this handsome dark guy like in your dressing room says he's your biggest fan so she's like oh my god it's nathan like so excited 
runs in and it's fucking Dan. Also, a little note about the tour manager. You think it's funny that the tour manager had dark hair and glasses? Much like the tour manager you're staring at right now has dark hair and glasses. You're an ex-tour manager, but yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? You might say I'm an ex-tour manager, but you know what? The president of the United States, when you're an ex-president of the United States, they don't call you the ex-president. They just call you the president of the United States <laughs> no matter what. So I will always be a tour manager. Oh, boy. <laughs> So Dan is saying that he wants Haley's autograph. Yeah. On the annulment papers <laughs> that apparently Nathan has signed. I don't know if it's his actual real signature, unless maybe Dan wanted to make this happen with some forgery, but hard to say. Could be, could not be, because later on in the episode, it kind of makes you question that a little bit. Yeah. Nathan's moving back home. He and is. But it's, it's fucking mood, man. This guy has more mood swings than a fucking seven-month pregnant woman. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, Thanks. It changes every five minutes, man. For me? For Nathan. For Nathan. Okay. How, how often does it change for me? Your mood doesn't swing all that much. Yours is pretty, like, cut and dry. It's either you're this or you're that. It doesn't change a lot, which is nice because there's some consistency there. But also not so nice because if you're not in a good mood, it's really hard to get you to swing the other way. That's true. Yeah. So I just You know go, how to get me to swing the other now way? Now I can come downstairs and just watch TV and be away from you. Wow. Rude. Or... <laughs> You could be like, babe, what can I do to make you feel better? A McGangbang? Okay, I'll get you a McGangbang. <laughs> I think I buy enough fucking food for you, okay? <laughs> get your own fucking McGangbang. <laughs> babe. <laughs> babe. Oh my God, for all the listeners out there, I do the perfect Aaron impersonation when she wants something from me and it always is this certain register she hits. I know she wants food or drink. And it fu- it's like fingernails on a chalkboard at this point because I know exactly what this means is I have to go do something for her. And yes, she is pregnant. And I do not mind doing things for my pregnant wife. But when she does it every 17 seconds of my entire fucking life, babe, babe, I'm like, there's onion rings in the fucking freezer. Go make it your fucking self. Oh, my God. Which, by the way, we haven't had onion rings yet. That's very true. That was going to be our dinner. It was going to be our dinner. But we skipped it. But we will be eating that post- podcast okay fine yes (laughs) so nathan is moving back home yeah is what the decision he's come to and when he's talking to lucas about it he kind of implies that you know maybe things with Haley would be better if they did get an annulment wow like so it kind of hints to you that it's possible that he did actually sign it yeah yeah, for sure. But with Dan, you never know. So it's kind of like it's confusing. Wild. It's yeah. still confusing. You still have that question mark in your head about it. Yeah. So it's pretty fucking wild here. And not only that, too, is uh, Brooke, she's kind of going through a bunch of her old shit in the house. And uh, she sees a whole bunch of Lucas Payton memorabilia. That uh, is not exactly... That Lucas has kept. Well, it's a box that fell. She was putting all this stuff back from doing the puzzle or whatever, cleaning up or putting away her own shit. And this box fell and she's 
putting everything back in the box. Yeah, and all these pictures and things and art and stuff falls out that involves Lucas and Peyton. So it did. But she was on the phone with Lucas at this point because they were. She was going to make a move on like maybe asking him out on a date. But uh, now it brings up all these harsh memories, and only that earlier when they were at Trick. Lucas left Brooke to go talk to Peyton and kind of give her the the go around a bit. But well, Brooke saw that and she wasn't too impressed. Peyton was clearly upset. She was crying because she's missing Jake. Yeah. But obviously Brooke was kind of across the room at that point and all she does is look over and sees Lucas talking to Peyton and giving her, her a hug yes. and like and Lucas doesn't like do the quick like bro like hug no it's a long like embrace and it's like whoo okay (laughs) yeah so she's she's feeling a little uh not confident anymore about this and feels like she's just gonna get hurt yeah dan scam turns out is a college fund for, for Lucas? Lucas. $95,000. So Dan's been writing these receipts as only like $9,000, but charging people like 12000 for a car, whatever. Literally like putting on the books 9K, so he pockets yeah. the extra three. And so it's. <sighs> If you do this enough times, it's definitely going to catch up with you. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Tax but yes, gonna come. But, accumulate. Uh, Andy, you know, he's feel like he's onto something here, but, you know, he asked the question, do you really want me to keep digging? And Lucas is like, uh, yeah, I keep digging. But Please. the thing is, is Nathan asked um, Lucas to stop to digging. stop fucking going after him. And he still gets Andy to continue to dig here. And it ends up leading to fucking Lucas moving out of Dan's place when Nathan moves in because he wants to lay off Dan. And, you know, he's back with Karen again. Yeah, which Karen's thrilled about. Yep. Haley's also not li- leaving tour anymore. Nope. And uh, the tour manager's like, oh, I thought you were going to home to your husband. And she's like, what, what husband? husband? She's like crying. And, and we get a reply from Karen, uh, for Karen, from Keith. Yeah. He says, Thanks. JK, LOL. Wow. JK, LOL. <laughs> he says, L-M-F-A-O, JK, LOL. That's what <laughs> he says. No, he says, thanks. Or he says, T-Y. <laughs> T-Y. <laughs> a dash K. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. But uh, now that Lucas has moved back to him with Karen, obviously Brooke is still there. But Brooke goes the whole, we're just friends route. Well. She, she friend zoned him. And then Lucas goes and puts his stuff down on the couch because that's where he's going to sleep because obviously he can't sleep in the same room as Brooke because mm-hmm. Karen and her rules. Yeah. But yeah, she's he's like... upset and shit now too. Karen was going to say like the ground rules thing and Brooke's like, we're just friends. It's fine. <laughs> These fucking cats, bro. 
Uh, Normally yeah. in the kitchen, like we would lock them out of the kitchen. It's but just being nuts right now. Now they're just so curious about what we're doing down here. Yeah. And yes, we could close them out from being down here. But like the thing is, as soon we're going to take that door off and just have the baby gate. So exactly. they're going to be down here anyways. Fair enough. Yeah. But yes, this episode. Yeah, honestly, it was okay. It wasn't that great. It was uh, about average. <laughs> so I would give it a dollar sign 2.95. Damn. Could have been better. There was a couple good goody moments, but overall it was just kind of a bit of a drag, honestly. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure it gets better. I mean, we're coming up to the last two episodes of the season here, and I'm sure it's going to get real fucking good, brother. But not as good as the July 21st, and that is my dad's birthday. So oh, it is. So celebrated my dad's, that would have been his 42nd birthday. How old were you? I was eight. You had old parents. Yeah. My dad was 42 Bro. when I was eight. Bro. That's going to be like us with these kids. Yeah. Fuck. Absolutely. I'm okay with that, though. <laughs> July 21st, my dad's birthday episode edition of Monday Night Raw, emanating from where, babe? Halifax, Nova Scotia. Halifax, fucking Nova Scotia. Here we are. And yeah, it's uh, pretty cool that since Canadian Stampede going into fucking SummerSlam, we have alternating countries for each Raw. So the first Raw was in Edmonton. Then they went to... I don't even remember where they went to the second week. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember. Oh, uh, San Antonio. San Antonio, Texas for the second week. Then they go to Halifax. And then next week, they go to back to the States with Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And then SummerSlam being in New Jersey. The first New Jersey show in a very long time because of some weird fucking laws that barred wrestling from New Jersey for the better part of a decade. You'd think that New Jersey would be all about that shit. You would think, but uh, we'll start to understand a little bit more about this in the coming episodes. But on this episode that emanates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, because we don't know where Halifax is. We don't know Apparently. where Nova Scotia is, but we know where Canada is. It's all tucked away down there, like an American would say. And uh, we're <laughs> down <in> Hall- there. <laughs> and we're, and um, we're, sorry, but we're like your hat. Yes. Yeah, Bruh. America's hat. Uh, but yes, we were in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, one of the most beautiful places on earth but i love how uh you know jerry the king Lawyer is such a heel he always tries to downplay where they are and say it's such a shit town but even so he tries to take down nova scotia but even when he says you know this is a fucking terrible place and you know i'd rather play naked twister with the golden girls than live in nova scotia but jim ross and vincent grander straight up what are you talking about this place is fucking gorgeous it's amazing like <laughs> so not even he can get over his heelish antics but uh, here we are in Four Leaf Clover Studios, and it's Four Leaf Not Clover. Four Leaf Clover Studios. It's going to be that no. until you think up another name. THWF Studios. Yeah, THWF Studios. Okay, maybe. Maybe we'll I see. I mean, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation. That makes sense. I don't know, though. I don't think it should be named after the podcast. I think it needs its own name, like as a place. It's an actual entity, right? We'll need a, an actual original name that's not Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Studios. 
I don't know. Not four leaf clover. You're going to have to come up with it or else that's what's going to be. No. We're here with four leaf clover himself. No. The namesake of our studios. No. <laughs> up against not so I'd much. rather like Stone Cold Steve Austin Studios. Yeah, but think of something better. Like you can name it about Stone Cold, but you have to like. What think up studios? What studios? <laughs> what studios? Can we possibly do who, what, where, when, why? What studios? What? What studio? What studios? Oh my god! Because <laughs> you ask the question, "What studio are in?" What studios? <laughs> uh, no, I'm asking, "What studios?" What studios? <laughs> I think that's a gag, babe. Uh, <laughs> that we're gonna have to play off. I like. Wow. That. What studios? As long as it's not Four Leaf Clover. Oh, what studio? Uh, what studios is uh, the uh, the pole position right now? So. We will see where that goes. Uh, Vader and Shamrock, though, not so Darth up against Four Leaf Clover himself. Uh, and they have a one-on-one match. The first one since they had that absolute fucking potato fest at cold. Potato fest? Potato fest at cold day in hell uh, in Richmond, Virginia. And this is the first match since then. Uh, a lot of great crowds in Canada. A lot of great signs in Canada. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the one up front that says "The Undertaker is a necrophile." <laughs> oh my god! And Paul Bear is out here with Vader as well, and he is in his Paul Bear glory because he's taken off a shoe and beaten Ken Shamrock with it. Oh my so god! I'm sure you <laughs> really appreciate that. Uh, but I think you started to turn uh, the other cheek a little bit with Ken Shamrock here in this match because he fucking lays out Paul Bear with a nice right hand. That was the only decent thing I've seen him do. Yeah, fair enough. But it's a start, right? Anybody who beats the shit out of Paul Bear, I think you're going to be a fan of, right? Fucking hate dog shit. Yep. Like, literally and figuratively with... Yes. But but speaking of dogs, the British one is here. Yeah. (laughs) Good old Tassaboots himself, British Bulldog, comes in. And he fucking picks up Ken Shamrock, who's on the outside, and he gives him the fucking running power slam on this on the steel ramp, damn it! And I don't know how much steel is actually involved with that ramp, but uh, maybe some kind of uh, tin or uh, tin. <laughs> uh, not so heavy metal. Uh, but he gives him the running power slam on the steel ramp, and Ken Shamrock gets counted out. So and rude. Ken he sh- fucked it up. Who did? Not so Darth won. He did, yes. What, you wanted Shamrock to win? I'd rather that instead of anyone who's associated with piece of dog shit. Fair enough. But Mankind used to be associated with piece of dog shit, and you love Mankind now. Now, but he's not associated with him anymore. anymore. That's why. True. I mean, The Undertaker used to be associated with Paul Bear too. Uh, yes, but that was... <sighs> prior... Like to when we started doing this, I don't know how much you would like the Undertaker if you started watching him as when Paul Bear was his manager, because Paul Bear was his manager for like almost six years. Yeah, when he was his manager for that short little, you know, cup of coffee. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, he was coerced into that. Yeah, though. you could tell it was something like he did not want to, and you could tell he wanted to beat the shit out of him. But they were like best buds for like five and a half years. Ugh, yeah. Gross. Yeah. yeah, you would not see the Undertaker without seeing Paul Bear right there. Ew. And Paul Bear carrying around that urn—that was the source of the Undertaker's power. Yeah, that's right. Look but- at this cat. 
Yeah, she's cute. But you know who's cuter is Bulldog, who power slams fucking Kanchama, causes this fucking count out victory. But I love how Vader at post match, he's like, I'm the man, I'm the man, I he beat Kanchama. Do I'm it. Like, okay, so Bulldog came out and attacked your opponent and you got counted out because of that. But you're the fucking man and you win the match because of that, because you're so fucking tough. <sighs> <laughs> fucking yeah. this guy. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah hospitalization is free in canada don't you know <laughs> unlike those gutless rotten hyenas in the states who have to pay if they cut off a finger Ugh. more specifically thirty thousand dollars per finger we're also getting uh big red gum ads because mm-hmm. uh we we can chew big red gum whatever that is Apparently, Never Owen is into toe-sucking. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before we get into the uh, weird... Toe-sucking <laughs> Before fetishes. we get into the weird fetishes of the Heart Foundation, uh, we get a promo package for Brockus. The fuck is that? Brockus. It's Brockus, dude. Oh, I didn't pay attention. Yeah, Brockus. He's this gigantic, jacked German guy, and his name is Brockus. It's Brockus. Oh. Uh, I'm Brockus. Lame. Anyways, uh, Heart Foundation are out after the Brockus promo, and Vince McMahon seems very beaming going into this promo, but it feels like he won't be beaming much later on in the episode with the Heart Foundation. Nope. But Bret Hart grabs the mic. Can you guess what he says this time? <sighs> Something about hyenas. You know what's funny? He said nothing of the sort. Didn't talk about how he was the fucking king of the jungle. Didn't talk about how. <laughs> didn't talk about how uh, you know he just can't wait to be king. Uh, he did not talk about uh, gutless, rotten, stinking hyenas. He did not talk about any of this. Amazingly enough, he changed it up this week and he talked about how last week he felt like he was in a bad dream. He felt like he was in this terrible place of San Antonio, Texas. Oh, my God. (laughs) And America is one giant toilet bowl. This guy needs to stop fucking yelling. That's what he does, dude. It's irritating. He gets his point across, man. If he said it in like a very like sullen, like not very loud voice, it wouldn't have the same effect. Uh, you know, America, they're just a giant toilet bowl. He's you know, just so annoying. I know, like, there's other crap, wrestlers that you know, yell, like, they, Stone Cold Steve Austin yells. He yells all the time. But he's not as annoying. To you. But, uh, you know, it would make the same sense if he was just like, yeah, America's just one giant toilet bowl, and they're just full of crap. No, it's got to be, America's just one giant toilet bowl. And everyone in America's full of crap, just like that toilet bowl. Someone needs to shut this guy <laughs> up. Put a fucking ball gag in it, dude. <laughs> but yes, there's this big flag match. It's a six-man tag flag match. We've never seen a flag match before. An American flag, or any country's flag for that matter, is in one corner on a pole. And then the Canadian flag is in one corner on another pole. And the team poles, poles, pole stars, pole stars. (laughs) Great minds think alike, brother. Uh, The team to grab their country's flag first wins. So it's literally a game of physical capture the flag. 
and they're having this tonight, and it's Bulldog, Owen, and Brett against the American teams, and we don't know who is on Team America World Police tonight, but we will find out shortly. Bulldog likes to talk about how he just power slammed Ken Shamrock on the mat, which he did not even. Power slammed him on the ramp. Yeah, he's making it sound better by being on the mat. Not even as good. It's more devastating to do it on the ramp as opposed to the (laughs) mat. But yes, here we go. Owen Hart refers to Stone Cold Steve Austin as Stone Cold Slime Austin. Last week he had Blistex so he can kiss his ass. And if he can't kiss his ass or kick his ass, he can suck my toes. He's into it. And then Austin comes out and says he's going to stick his toes up all their asses. (laughs) (laughs) But it's great because Austin's a full-blown heel in Nova Scotia because, you know, he's Mr. Texas American redneck himself, and he's in fucking God's country. Well, he thinks God's country is a living hell as he's in Nova Scotia, as he flips off the fans. (laughs) (laughs) As much as a heel as Austin is in Canada, he still can't help but love all the shenanigans he gets into in Canada flipping off the fans, bending over and flipping off the fans, and breaking up the Canadian National Anthem with chair shots. It's also uh, it's honestly pretty fucking gold. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> it, it's great. It really is. Uh, they have a bit of a, a stop point here where Jerry, the King, uh, Vince, and Jim Ross are talking about factions in the WWE, and now we have a fair amount now because we have this faction war- warfare going on between the nation and and Los Bariquas and the Disciple of Apocalypse, otherwise known as the Sons of Anarchy. And before the Sons of Anarchy were a thing, but, and the Heart Foundation as well. But even after all these, and now we also have the Truth Commission I think too. The DOA. Yeah. I'm going to call them Butt Buddies. Butt Buddies. The, or the BBOA, the Butt Buddies <laughs> of Apocalypse. <laughs> 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 it's great. Uh, but out of all these factions, uh, Heart Foundation and Truth Commission included, uh, Why? Jim Ross says the nation is the strongest faction out of them all, yet they only have three members right now. And we hardly see them right now, and which is the best. we haven't been seeing them as much because uh, they had all these plans for Alma Johnson and he's been on the shelf. So we move on to a light heavyweight match between Brian Walsh some, he's a sparkly fuck. He, sparkly fuck. he should be in Twilight. <laughs> sparkly vampire fuck. Okay, up against... Uh, and he's Canadian as well. He's from Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Or used to be from Nova Scotia. And he's up against Jerry's kid. His old Pervy fucking, son. Pervy son. I like that one. Pervy son, which is... <laughs> Ew. Don't do that ever again. <laughs> Get ready for that, dude. No. Pervy son. Brian this is when I need, I need like... Probably like four drumsticks tape, taped together because you're too far away <laughs> now. Or hockey stick. Hockey There's stick. a hockey stick in the entryway. There is. <laughs> it's up to you to go get it. Because um, I'm, uh, I'm not going to fucking. <laughs> Babe, can you get me the hockey stick so I can beat the shit out of you? We talk about the nation domination and Brian Christopher. I'm not going to enable your fucking spousal abuse. Uh, Jerry the King. <laughs> spousal abuse, bro. Uh, whether it be mental or physical. Uh, oh Jerry God. the King would once again rather play Naked Twister with the Golden Girls. Oh. Which, honestly, uh, uh, would you play Naked Twister with Betty White? I fucking would. I wouldn't play it with him. Yeah. 
Sure. But would you play naked? I'd feel sorry for the Golden Girls. <laughs> uh, can you name the Golden Girls? No, I've never seen it. Well, I just named Betty White. Well, she's yeah, Betty White. She's yeah. she's a she's legend. the best. She's fucking awesome. I have the Betty White book. And I, I got it for Flynn. One hundred percent play Naked Twister with Betty White. <laughs> Unfortunately, Brian Christopher picks up another fucking squash win with the Tennessee Jam over Nova Scotia's own Brian Walsh. Then we go to a another promo. From the Commandant, ready Ugh. to bring in the Truth Commission next week. No thanks. The Commandant. Do we have you to watch You sissy liberals. You bunch of... S- this guy's a fucking idiot. And, he, and he's just got a weird face. He scares me. He's just annoying. But apparently the Truth Commission is going to be here next week. He looks like he's going like to murder everyone. Yeah, he wants to, probably. He he's from literally South Africa. looks like he's going to war and he's going to murder everyone. Yeah, because it's the Truth Commission. And literally, like, their entrance music is just fucking marching. Doom, doom, doom. Like, an entire troop marching. That's their entrance music. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan already. Yeah, it's not great. But luckily, they don't last very long. Thankfully. Uh, so man, Sable and Mark Merrill, things don't seem to be going very well here because Sable, she's starting to get the popularity because mm-hmm. titties, but because titties, because titties, yes. But, uh, Mark Merrill doesn't seem all too pleased about the newfound popularity that Sable's gaining with him on the shelf. Still out with his knee injury. Yeah. Well, you can let your wifey poo shine for once. Yeah, but he does not like shut that. Shut the fuck much. up. He does not like that. He's not a fan of her outshining him. He wasn't even that great anyways. <laughs> like, know. fuck him. I know. But now he's jealous. Yeah, well, maybe get some tits. <laughs> and then you'd be able to kind of, you know, make a name for yourself in that way. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the Mick Foley retrospective about Dude Love. And we <laughs> haven't seen much of Dude Love uh, this episode, but we will see him later. We will get to more of Dude Love later on. They just kind of go over kind of the genesis of all this with Dude Love. And obviously, he might be around a Hippie little bit later. Mankind. Hippie Mankind. All right, we have a number one contenderships uh, triple threat tag match very interesting rule set here for the triple threat tag match because triple threat matches have three guys in the ring usually three team tag team matches will only have two guys in the ring at a time they have all three of each member of these teams and whoever wins will get the next tag team title match against stone cold and dude love it's weird to say that they're the tag team champions right yeah now. that's funny <laughs> i'm so used to saying owen and bulldog but now it's stone cold and dude love which is great honestly but it's the headbangers the uh, hardcore fucks up against the blowjob bros the new blackjack up against the hillbilly fox the godwins gross with their new Blech. attitude gross legion of doom had a promo uh, just before this match started. And at SummerSlam, there's going to be a match between the Godwins and the Spikey Dino Bros. But the LOD, because uh, earlier in the year, back in April, with the Doomsday device, they actually broke Henry Godwin's neck, like legit. And that's mm-hmm. why he was out for a while. And mm-hmm. so real life neck breaking, uh, foreshadowing, dude. And, oh man, 
in this promo, they're like, well, last time it was an accident that we broke your neck. Next time we're going to do it on purpose. <laughs> it's like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, you purposely want to oh, break these guys' necks? God. Like, holy shit, man. So that's uh, it's pretty nuts. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, not much of a tag match. Uh, also, uh, it's it's fine. It's okay. Interesting rule it's set. Fine. It's, it's okay. fine. It's okay. It's okay. Interesting rule set going into it. But hilariously enough, even before the match started, again, we had a, we heard from all the teams. We heard from the blowjob rows, and they said nothing. And we heard from the Godwins, and they said basically nothing. But headbangers before the match, they're like, oh, we're ready to go. We're refreshed. We had a whole 38 minutes of sleep before this. 38 minutes of sleep. <laughs> I died. I could never just do 38 minutes of sleep. I've done 38 minutes of sleep before. Actually, that's a lie. I have. Of course you have. And I have too. <sighs> no, bro. There was K. One day. We're going to go down a little road of history for Aaron right now. Okay. Okay. So, in one day, I worked two shifts... Two eight-hour shifts in one job. Yeah. And one four-hour shift at another job. With the one job being in Chilliwack and the other one being in Aldergrove, basically Langley. So, you know, I had to drive back and forth. Uh, The amount of time that I actually had to spend at home in that 24-hour day was only an hour to take a shower an hour to take a shower and get ready or half an hour to take a shower and get ready and half an hour to sleep that was it that's all i got to actually be at home i worked 20 hours in one day my sister and my brother had to drive to Aldergrove to pick me up from work that night because i could not drive myself home because i would have fallen asleep and died on the highway wow okay so 38 minutes sleep, bruh, eight minutes longer than I got that night or that day. <laughs> Whenever I did it, I think I slept at like, when did I sleep? I think I slept at like, fell asleep at 7 a.m. and I woke up at 7.30. If you were in a car accident after your 30 minutes sleep, at least you live in Canada with free health care. <laughs> <laughs> Godwin's here. They get the bucket out again and they win. <sighs> They win with the bucket shot. Doesn't seem like a very hard bucket. Seems like, again, tin. But uh, I digress. They are now the number one contenders for Dude Love and Stone Cold. And they absolutely stand zero fucking chance of winning those tag team titles. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah. I don't don't like these guys. Don't blame you. Neither do I. Shawn Michaels. The most from King's The most charismatic. The most the boy. The showstopper. Oh my god. The main event. The Storosomania. The heartbreak kid. Sean Michaels. Oh my god, dude. Is here in Nova Scotia. And he's sticking Canadian flags down his pants. So that's a real good way to get some heat in fucking Canada, oh bro. Oh, my God. 
And yet, uh, oh, what's this about this uh, hurt knee that uh, Shawn Michaels has? You know, he's like he's limping around. He's all bum knees, not doing so well. You know, he's feeling so hurt that he's just doing backflips off the top of the top rope. For fuck's sake. This is so <laughs> funny. I'm like, brah. Brah. Yes. That's yeah. quite an improvement. Yeah. Amazing recovery here. Uh, I like how he calls Jim Ross Girth Brooks in this uh, <laughs> in this promo, but uh, he just keeps going on. I mean, he's dripping fucking sweat in this entire promo. Drugs, one hundred percent, dude. Drugs. You know, bro. there's there's two different Shawns. There's good Sean and there's bad Sean. And in this period, for the next little while, we get bad Sean. Later in his career, he's good Sean. Not at this time, dude. Good Sean is, he saw the Lord, he changed his life around, he didn't do drugs anymore, he's a family man, and he's one of the best, if not the best wrestler of all time. Bad Sean <laughs> makes bad decisions. Sounds familiar. Bad Sean does make bad decisions. <laughs> Luckily, I'm in my good Sean era right now. You are in your good Sean era, I'm and I appreciate it. I'm in my great Sean era right now, but I used to be bad Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you were over that phase for the most part when we started dating. Yeah, exactly. But he loves to gesture to his dick and tell Canada and Nova Scotia, more importantly, how much they suck. Maybe he's telling them to suck it, maybe? You know what? As I do the gestures. So back in <laughs> when I was in elementary school, I think. Yes. Um, I hung out with some friends. Maybe it was middle school. I don't remember. Um, but I was hanging out with some friends and there was this guy who actually happens to work for some car dealerships in Chilliwack. Or has worked for some car dealerships in Chilliwack. Right. And he would do that move. That suck it thing. Like all the fucking time. (laughs) And I was like, dude, you're so lame. Like, just stop. So you would now find out that that's a wrestling thing. And I uh, never knew that. This is one of the first times that Shawn Michaels does it. And uh, we're only a matter of a month or two away from it being very prevalent in WWE. Suck it! Uh, yeah, yeah, we're almost at suck it times in wrestling, so. Interesting. We're getting This there. is gonna give me flashbacks to literally elementary yeah. and middle school. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Just for uh, uh, reference, uh, in my fourth grade class, there was a uh, student who does not need to be named uh, (laughs) because he might listen to this podcast, uh, who was a big fan of the suck it gesture and uh, kept doing the suck it in class. And the teacher caught him and sent him to the principal's office. And all the way... Is he someone I know? uh, No. Oh. But uh, I, I don't need to divulge names. Uh, but he was a, quite the suck it fan. Protecting like, the innocent. Protecting the innocent. Or yes. the... Yeah. Or the guilty. Guilty. In this, in this case. <laughs> protecting the guilty. <laughs> protecting the guilty in this case. But uh, yeah, he was a big fan of the suck it gesture. And uh, when the teacher uh, sent him to the principal's office for doing this in class, all the way out the class and into the hallway, he kept telling his teacher to suck it. Suck it! Oh my God. <laughs> suck it! Uh 
you know what? You know how many people uh, back in 1997 and 1998 paid $20 at Zellers for the dick-sucking t-shirt? A lot, dude. Almost as much as the Stone Cold shirt. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I literally went to Zellers and paid $20 to get a dick-sucking shirt. Why? Because suck it. That's why. Oh, my God. And Shawn Michaels is telling Nova Scotia to suck it, but they especially want them or they especially want him to suck them because now much like you fucking somehow predicted like Paul Bear getting set on (laughs) fire you successfully prognosticated 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 what the fuck means predict Uh, you successfully prognosticated that Shawn Michaels is going to be the special guest referee for the world title match at SummerSlam between Bret Hart and The Undertaker. Because I guess you're just that good at looking up spoilers on Google. I did not look (laughs) up that spoiler. Okay, brother. I believe. I did not. I believe you. A million percent. I did not. I promise you. I believe you. I'm just joking around. No, you don't. Uh, what's this uh, hidden fucking message for winning a million dollars at uh, SummerSlam? Because uh, we have the key to a life of luxury, and that is the winning passphrase to possibly uh, get a all-expenses-paid trip to SummerSlam and uh, possibly win a million dollars. But how are we going to win? How, what are we going to do here? Like, uh, So this coffin has a million dollars inside of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, how are we going to open this coffin? I guess we'll find out at SummerSlam. I guess so. Interesting. Or possibly before SummerSlam. I don't care about it right now because it's not like I could actually win that right now. That was back in 1997, bro. Yeah, it was back in 1997. And like I alluded to last week is this... Um, million dollar score and win fucking uh casket deal this this whole million dollar gimmick at uh SummerSlam. uh is... i love how you reference the score and win the save on foods <laughs> of course i would dude score and win <laughs> because if weirdo. any canucks player scores five goals in one game somebody can win a million dollars and actually brock besser scored four in a game earlier this season and won somebody a hundred thousand dollars yeah yes no one's ever scored five for the Canucks because the Canucks themselves could barely score five goals in a game. Okay, but things have changed now. This season, they have been quite good, but I'm not going to go off on a tangent about how good the Canucks are because Calgary has one Stanley Cup to their zero. Triple H. Um, excuse me, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Triple H versus the it's newly... It's Prince, excuse me. Yes. Versus... The Patriot. Some new fuck with some fuckery. Some new fuck with some fuckery. You need a better name for this guy. I don't know. He's kind of lame. Mr. America would suffice. No. Captain America would suffice. No. Right? He's literally Captain America. He's the Patriot. He's Del Wilkes. And he's here. And uh, fucking after this announcement. Canada doesn't want you. Canada does not want you at all. And actually, they're cheering Triple H in this match, too, which is hilarious because he's a full-blown heel. It was a dastardly one, and yet... uh, And he's American as well. And he's American. (laughs) And yet, Canada still wants him to be the Patriots. Just (laughs) because, like, 
people who are like, oh my God, America, and they like wear it all over themselves. Like, oh yeah. Dude. America. Yes. America. America. <laughs> Land of the best. But this fucking announcement from Shawn Michaels being the referee. And he also said in his interview that if he was at all biased towards The Undertaker, so if he tried to screw over Bret Hart in the match, is that he himself would no longer ever be able to wrestle on American soil ever again. So now we have this wrinkle of Shawn Michaels being the referees. He's not allowed to play favorites. He's got to be impartial. He's got to call it right down the middle. And even with that wrinkle, Hart Foundation come out, and holy shit, Brett is pissed with this fucking stipulation. Oh, fuck. And this was intense. Oh, my God. I, like, honestly... The whole time I'm sitting there and I was like, honestly, if I were Vince in that situation, I would have been like, you're fucking done. You're fired. Get the fuck out of here. Don't come back ever again. Brett again lays his hands on Vince at the commentary That would not table. be okay. Like, hello, He's already HR. pushed him over once before. Hello, dude, this HR. this is wrestling, dude. <laughs> there is care. no HR. <laughs> uh but yeah, he goes after Vince. And wouldn't you know it, four-time world champion Bret Hart gets fucking jerseyed by Vince McMahon at the commentary table. Vince literally pulls Bret's shirt over his head mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, gives him the old hockey jersey fucking. He gives him the hockey jersey treatment in Canada. <laughs> so honestly, go Vince here. Like, pretty smooth yeah. move. And they're going at Don't it. Don't take that shit. And he doesn't, man. He doesn't back down from shit, man. You know, Vince, he may not like, be a wrestler. Brett but he's not going to take no so shit. so out of line. Uh, yeah. I yeah. get he's yeah. pissed yeah. about the situation. But the thing is, is it, it's already been said that Shawn Michaels can't favor Undertaker over yep. Brett. Like... Yep. And, and here for the rest of the show, too, is that Vince is obviously shook after all this. Oh, went down. yeah. Because uh, now they've referred to him as the owner so many times that everybody knows he's the fucking owner. He's not just a commentator anymore. Yeah. Pretty crazy shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, everybody just forgets about the match. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. I don't give a shit at yeah, all what's exactly. going on. Just kind of a, a nothing match. But we get another promo from your favorite piece of dog shit, Paul Bear. He's here. And last week he said that in this episode, he will have proof that Kane is alive. And what better proof that Kane is alive than a statue of the Grim Reaper that's cut in half, that the Undertaker has one half and Kane has the other, and he has Kane's half. Isn't that a great way to prove that someone's alive? <laughs> this guy's just so irritating. Can he just go, like, die? You know what would prove that Kane's alive? If he brought If he Kane. actually was there? <laughs> Jesus, fuck. But will we see Kane? When will we see Kane? Oh. What does Kane look like? We don't know. <laughs> I know. But you don't. Oh, boy. Google. No, I'm kidding. Google. Don't you dare, bro. I'm kidding. Don't you fucking dare. The only thing I Googled was because I still need to do that picture of Spiky Dino Bros and Kim Cattrall. Yeah. And we also kind of skated back the fact that uh, 
China's here with Triple H as well. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot she was there. China, China, China. People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China, China, China. I deal with China. China, China, big league China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. We are the nation of domination. Yes. You have to do the right version of that. That's not fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, China was here, and no, she's not joining the nation, and no, Ahmed's not here, so I'm not doing the Ahmed nation Why because not? he's not here. We're going OG. No. We are the nation live and in color. This is Don't no. Just the man. I hope bomb rush your mother. Yeah, but it's not even that version anymore. So uh, I'm I know the rappers are gone. That's too bad. Good. PG thirteen. Rest in peace. Uh, nation of domination. That's uh, they're out here, and uh, Farouk's got a match against Gold Dust, Golden Chicken McNuggy, and who else? Who's with Golden Chicken McNuggy? Golden Titties. That's right, your favorite Golden Titties. Would you say that she's your favorite uh, diva on the roster? Currently, yeah. Yeah, even more than China. Well, China hasn't really. I don't know. Her voice. It's, it's all about her, her voice. With how she looks, just she does said not. Like two sentences it does the not, entire time she's been here. It does not match. I'm sorry. <laughs> that made me go, huh? It's a little huh? weird. But uh, she, uh, she changes a little bit over the years, for sure. But, Boobs? Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Among other things, uh, uh, careers, you know, occupations. Porn star. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, ways away. Wow, but, uh, you've looked into this, haven't you? You've done your research. Every guy's done their research. You, oh my god, dude! Every guy's done their research on that, dude. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Especially when you're a wrestling fan. Anyways, uh, I have not done the research, so I'll do research with you then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Golden titties. The point I'm trying to make here. Is that Golden Titties, uh, because we have the stipulation from SummerSlam that uh, if Pillman can't beat Gold Dust, if he loses, he's going to have to wear <laughs> one of Marlena's dresses. And uh, Marlena goes out and says, he can't even fill my dress, and he can't even fill his own tights, too, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's pretty hilarious. And then we're in the back, and apparently Shawn Michaels got jumped by Heart Foundation. He's all pissed off. Uh, after the the uh, Donny Brook uh, the shenanigans outside with Vince, yeah, they went back there and apparently they took out Shawn Michaels. So Shawn Michaels was supposed to be in this flag match main event, teaming with um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, but now he is no longer going to be a part of it. So we need another member. Of this <sighs> Here's the thing that pisses me off so much. What Vince is the one that made that decision. Yeah. But Shawn Michaels went out there and told all of Canada to suck it. <laughs> so? So? Basically, that's what the fucking Heart Foundation's been doing this whole time. Yeah. Suck it, America. Yeah. And people go after them for it. Now they're going after Shawn Michaels. Okay, but not like beating the, the shit out of like, un- like backstage beating the shit out of them. Because there's five of them. <laughs> Still, it pisses me off. I'm just like, these guys... I love you, Tassel Boots, but right now you're pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> like, oh. 
Yeah. That's how I feel. Another match where we kind of forget about the match with all the shenanigans and tomfoolery happening outside of the ring. But uh, yeah, Kama starts beating up on Goldust on the outside. So obviously disqualification, but the ref looks straight at Kama beating up Goldust and does not disqualify him right away. Farouk, that is. And he gets back in the ring. And then after Farouk hits Goldust with a Dominator, not the Thonginator, uh, <laughs> he then gets disqualified and Goldust wins by DQ. Oh, boy. These refs These are refs shit. Are to shit. And finally, we have the flag match main event right in Why? the heart of Halifax, Nova Scotia. Wasn't this event canceled? Why would it be canceled? Because these fuckers are being bad. They're bad right now. <laughs> well, their faces in Canada, bro. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Ultimate baby They're faces bad in right now. taking out these American hyenas. They're being bad boys, and I don't like it. They need to be... They need a timeout. <laughs> well... We have our team set now for Capture the Flag. It's Brett, Owen, and Bulldog up against Stone... Stone Cold! Steve Austin is teaming up with fucking... Oh, have mercy! Hippie Mankind. Hippie Mankind is fucking dude love. And listen here, Daddy. I'm going to be your tag team partner, Steve-O. Not that mutilated freak Mankind. It's dude love. And they're teaming with The Undertaker, who does, it waits. Uh, I think he's having a uh, maybe an enchilada or possibly a cup of coffee in the back because he doesn't come out till halfway through the match. <laughs> and it's a three-on-two handicap flag match until The Undertaker comes out. But hilariously enough is that uh, the American side features three Americans and the Canadian side features two Canadians and one Brit. Yeah. Kind of hilarious. Like, uh, what also, the hell? same with uh, Team America War Police at Canadian Stampede up against the uh, Canadian team with only two actual Canadians in the match. I make fun of that like every fucking time. But I'm guess like, what? You know. But guess what? Brian Pillman, the loose cannon, BP Boston Pizza, he. Gets involved. He distracts the American team, and Bret Hart captures the Canadian flag for the big win for Team Canada in fucking Halifax, Nova Scotia. All is right with the world. <sighs> Hart Foundation wins. LOL. They shouldn't have. What did you think of this episode, babe? Halifax, um... Citadel. I know. I wish we could have seen the Red Roads. That would have been cool. The Red Roads. Yeah. <laughs> the red, red Roads. The Red Sand Roads, yes. It's the best. Yeah, absolutely. Even the beaches, too. Oh, red Sand Beaches. Yeah. That's so cool. Absolutely I love, very cool. I Gorgeous love place. Love it over Nova there. Scotia. Wish I was there when I was eight years old watching this flag match, but I was good enough to watch it on television. As next week, we'll be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, for Monday Night Raw. Well, I bet you they don't have red sand beaches. Definitely so. not. They don't have beaches at all. <laughs> it's Steel City and they have steel everywhere. It's a fucking working man's town. Mm-hmm. It's all about uh, the industries. It's all about fucking uh, blue collar in Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, that's where they're going to be next week. And I'm sure Bret Hart will have more toilet bowls to talk about in front of those Pittsburgh fans. And that'll be the go home show for SummerSlam. 
You should be fired. Oh, uh, yeah. Fired. Yes, your cash cow who makes you shit tons of money. Let's just get rid of him. <laughs> get rid of him and have Shawn Michaels on more because he's awesome. And people love him. Just have him shake his ass. There we go. <laughs> Million dollars thrown your way. <laughs> I mean, that's what he does do, and he does it quite well. Yeah. Yes. It's very true. Yeah. Yep. Get the shorts pulled down a little bit <laughs> by accident. In quotations. By accident. Yes. <laughs> By accident. Yeah. Show a little booty. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down. Many times he's done this. Down. Yeah. Down. <laughs> Bad Sean. Bad Sean. Bad I don't know. I'd Sean. probably give it a 3.2. Okay. It's not too bad. Better than the uh, grade I gave for the One Tree Hill episode. But now we only have two episodes left in the season. Two more Tree Hills and one more Raw and a SummerSlam to close out the season. And luckily enough, for all the fans out there, you can listen to us on any streaming service, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And we didn't do that at the beginning. We were talking about too our busy podcasting talking space. About fucking. Uh, uh, what, what, uh, what? The studio. podcasting oh, space. What? Studios. Like starting to grow on me because it does involve Stone Cold. Uh, I knew it would. Yeah, and you can also hit us up on all the socials at TreeHillWF.podcast, like Instagram and the TikToks. But uh, yeah, dude, we're we're getting down to the wire here. And luckily enough for all the fans, I got really baked the other day, and I came up with fucking amalgamated wrestling and Tree Hill related titles for all of season three. And I think I. <laughs> did pretty good with them too i'll give you a little uh a little uh preview a little look-see a little inside baseball a little peeling of the onion here is uh yeah here's a couple of uh <laughs> champagne for my real friends real pain for my sham friends or champagne for my real friends real pain maker for my sham friends oh <laughs> that was God. a good one uh, Return of the Future Shock DDT. That was a good one. And uh, Just Incredible Watch the Fireworks. <laughs> I really crack myself up with these. And I hope each and every one of you get cracked up as well because I've actually gotten a bunch of messages from some people saying that's their favorite part of the episode is the actual episode title because it really? is so inside. Huh. That uh, people actually really appreciate the al- uh, the album titles, the episode titles, because it's so funny they cause... are so fucking nerdy that only the nerdiest of the nerds will understand them. But they appreciate it if they are the nerdiest nerds. So I appreciate you for listening to the podcast. We need to like go through and do season four too, because we had done like when we started doing the podcast we did two seasons worth yeah so i'm gonna have to do another season worth to catch up and i only have to do what nine seasons worth nine seasons nine yeah. seasons worth i can do and that. season nine is pretty short so okay short and sweet short and sweet give me something good to eat <laughs> and here we are putting a fucking bow on top of episode 43 two left this season shit's going down brother yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. How 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 have you liked this season of Monday Night Raw so far? Been a fan. 
there's been a lot of like fuckery. Yeah, a lot of shit going on, but some good shit. Mm-hmm. And this story it, yeah. going into SummerSlam with Brett and Taker and Sean in the middle. Oh boy. Hmm. Man, that's going to be a hell of a yeah. match. I'm sure you are excited to see that match because the story behind it, the story during the match as well, phenomenal. Chef's kiss, bro. Interesting. Yep, absolutely. Interesting. You will enjoy, and I hope all the listeners out there enjoy as well as I bid you. Oh, hold on. Looking at that Triforce. I love how I have a Triforce in here. (laughs) You're such a nerd, dude. It's it's great, dude. Got a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet, a mini one, and a Triforce, and a Stone Cold Steve Austin shelf. Mm -hmm. I love it. But I will bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch.